Welcome to Sold Out Sports Talk with your host, Roman Gabriel III. Up-close conversations with high-impact personalities from the world of sports and entertainment. Follow Roman on Twitter and Facebook at RomanGabriel3. Today's show will feature interviews with Eugene Robinson, a Super Bowl champ with the Green Bay Packers, and Army Special Forces and NFL veteran Nate Boyer. Visit SoldOutTV.com for all things faith, family, and sports 365 days a year. And follow Roman on Facebook at the Roman Gabriel III fan page. Now, here's Roman Gabriel III. Welcome to Sold Out Sports Talk on American Family Radio. I'm excited to have a uh, very good friend coming to the show, and it's perfect because we're three weeks into the football season, and uh, he's also a football coach at Charlotte Christian School. He's a former All-Pro with the Green Bay Packers Super Bowl champion. And uh, currently a co-host on Charlotte Today on WCNC, my good friend Eugene Robinson. Gene, how are you, buddy? I'm doing good, bro. How you doing, dude? Awesome, awesome. You know, you got so much going on. I think you're busier now than you were when you were playing. Man, you you have never lied. I'm telling you, I think with all the coaching stuff that I do, uh, and I've always told myself I'm going to be done when my kids were out of high school. When my kids been out of school, my son's been out of high school for 10 years. And I've still been coaching, so my goodness, I'm, I'm still doing it. It's been 17, 18 years. All right, so the Panthers, uh, you know, you got things going, regular season, a lot of expectations, a lot of stuff went on in the off season. so what's going on with the Panthers, Gene? Well, I think one of the, the advent of having uh, Coach North Turner here, I think is really um, is, is helping Cam Newton become a better quarterback. Uh, Cam Newton, everybody knows about how physical he is, his ability to run. But this season, and particularly this season, I've just seen him be more um, Brady, Drew Brees-like, that the option to run is the last last resort as opposed as the first. And uh, and it's such a command of the offense. So he's been playing, I think, in my opinion, exceptionally well. One could easily be three and zero, oh, uh, and really Cam Newton. I think along with that revamped offensive line with guys going down getting hurt, has been, really been the uh, the story. If that continues, I mean the sky's the limit for this team. All right, Gene, like I want to I want to ask you a question that a lot of fans ask me, um, especially you being a you know former great defensive safety and a defensive football player. How many more rules can we make, Gene, to make it hard for you guys to tackle? I I, I have no idea. When I saw the first uh, offense that Clay Matthews had, and I was like, uh, I think I'm better against the Coast. I'm going, well, that was pretty benign. And then I saw the second offense against the Redskins, and I'm going, what is he supposed to do? Uh, I, what? I, I don't get it. I'm not. I'm not sure. And I'm not speaking as an analyst. I'm just speaking as a defensive player. When you've already put in rules, you can't hit the quarterback low in the knees. You can't hit him in the head. So when you target his torso, using the proper technique, shoulders set up out of the way, what are you supposed to do? Are you supposed to defy gravity? And now when you're falling, that now you somehow defy the laws of gravity to prevent all your weight from hitting the ball on the guy? I, I think it becomes a little bit more preposterous because, but my goodness, you can't defy the laws of gravity. I mean, that's just a natural law, and there's nothing you can do about that. And I think Eugene, the, the league needs to change the rules. 
Eugene Robinson's with us, former Green Bay Packers Super Bowl champion safety, and now with WCNC in Charlotte. Today, show co-host, and you know, uh, this is a contact sport, Gene, and and one of the things that a lot of people are concerned about right now is, you know, there already is political pressure uh, that football shouldn't happen, and, and football's too violent, and, and and there's already problems from the youngsters down below us where parents are really, really hesitant about letting their kids play football. So. What do you tell parents, um, Gene, especially when they hear a lot of the misinformation that's out there regarding the safety of the game and whether their kids should play? Well, first of all, I mean, you can put your kids in a bubble and and, and, and not get hurt at any sport. All right, whether you talk about soccer, whether we're talking about lacrosse, whether we're talking about football, uh, baseball, uh, it, it doesn't matter. So we, the NFL has to take the step to go ahead and to mitigate Eugene Robinson's with us, former Green Bay Packers Super Bowl champion. In his 16-year career, he had 57 interceptions, so he knows how to play the safety position. And, you know, Eugene, you know, one of the things that, like you said, your uh, last child graduated high school 10 years ago. You're, you're coaching at Charlotte Christian Academy out there in Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, you know, the importance of using sports as a way to teach life lessons and, of course, your your Christian faith and belief and how that integrates into uh, your sports and academic and, and in your community life and, and, and in your life with your family. Can, um, tell me about what, what turns you on about coaching at the high school level. I think coaching is really um, – I think teachers and coaches are, are missionaries. I mean, it's, I think it's a calling, just like a calling is to being a pastor or a preacher. I think those things are calling. Legal 
about really good hard stuff. And sometimes you mess up, and sometimes you have success. And it's all a process, and that's the part of it. But that's the Christian life as we walk, trying to get closer to God. You got this thing called that is God's righteousness that gets you in. There you go. It's not even your own. You just do the best you can in the love of the Lord, but it ain't yours that gets you in. It's God's righteousness that does. I've had Eugene out in some of the schools with me in my drug and alcohol education program over the years, yep. and he's been such an inspiration to students. And um, uh, Gene, what's the, what's the most challenging thing right now with teenagers that you see? I think the most challenging thing right now is social media. Social media has changed the landscape of everything. It's made a child even more individualized and alone without being alone. It, it, it really has. It's made a child a little bit who can be maybe a little bit more introverted to, to be spectacular on social media, but that's not really their character. That's not really who they are. It gives you this false sense. So although social media is great, it has its inherent problems, and I see kids struggle because they ain't got enough light. And I see kids now comparing themselves on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, and it's a big comparison, and if you're always comparing yourself on that and not comparing yourself to Jesus, and that's not your standard, then you are always are going to be uh, swayed by the wind, and we are constantly doing that to our kids. Kids right now, as young as six, seven, eight years old, get cell phones, man. I mean, that's amazing to me. That's a lot of power in their hands, and it teaches them that I don't need anybody else. I just got this. And I can access whatever I want. And I just got this. I think that's a dangerous precedent, but that's what I see right now. Like, uh, my high school kids, they get together. They could be standing right next to each other, looking at their phone, and talking to each other via text right next to each other. That's crazy. That's Final crazy. minutes uh, with Eugene Robinson, uh, former Green Bay Packer, Super Bowl champion, and now uh, – Color analyst with the Carolina Panthers, WCNC NBC affiliate on uh, Charlotte today. Uh, you can check him out, and uh, Gene's hilarious. So, uh, Gene, you're perfect. You're, you're perfect for uh, for for that kind of show, that Charlotte Today thing, man. Yeah, I, I'm silly. That's what it is. I, I'm silly. I get to have a little fun with it, and and, and kind of hang out. And, and quite frankly, God blessed me with a a, a, a great job, and it's part time, and it still allows me to be. Um, in football and, and be around what I like. I like doing it, but I've done from you know from greater part of my life. So this has been it's been exciting for me. It's, it's, it's been it's been really good, and I don't take it for granted because I know it's something that God did for me and gave me uh, a job, kind of in television and in radio. Final question for you, Gene. Uh, Super Bowl coming up in Atlanta this year. Your old stomping ground, former Falcon. You pumped up about it? I, I think it's going to be absolutely exciting. Any, if you have not been in that Mercedes-Benz Stadium, my goodness, it is it's beautiful. It is absolutely beautiful. I mean, I remember the old stadium that we were in at the Georgia Dome, and now you see it kind of uh, tore down, revamped uh, the screen, the restaurants. They got restaurants in the in the stadium. I mean, they got it. It is so. Nouveau is so good. I mean, it's going to be a great venue uh, and a great location. So I know Atlanta is excited about having the Super Bowl there, but they have a, a great venue to go ahead and play out the Super Bowl in 
Eugene, always, always love having you come in. Of course, it goes by so fast, but um, we'll we'll catch up with you later on the season. But best of luck uh, continued with uh, the Panthers as you go forward this season uh, with your job at WCNC. Uh, check him out on the NBC affiliate in Charlotte on Charlotte Today. And when is that, Gene? What's the time on that? It is 11 to 12 on uh, every day, 11 a.m. to 12 noon. It is a lot like, it's a lot like what Michael Strahan was doing with Kelly Ripley. And, how, and and next, who's next for the Panthers for you? And the next thing we play, we have a bye week this week, and then we play the uh, we play the New York Giants. All right, Gene, great talking with you, and of All course, right, uh, best of, best of everything for you. I look forward to talking with you soon. I appreciate it, thank you, Eugene Robinson, with us right here on Sold Out Sports Talk. When we come back, more on American Family Radio. You're listening to Sold Out Sports Talk with Roman Gabriel III. In this segment, Roman talks with Army Special Forces and NFL veteran Nate Boyer. Visit SoldOutTV.com for all things faith, family, and sports. And follow Roman on Facebook at the Roman Gabriel III fan page. Now, once again, here's Roman Gabriel III. Uh, With me uh, is a good friend, a guy I respect greatly, got the MVP program, former Green Beret, Texas Longhorn, Seattle Seahawk. He's got so much going on all the time. Uh, Nate Boyer. Uh, Nate, how are you? I'm good, Roman. How are you doing, brother? Awesome, man. So tell tell me about uh, what's been going on with you since I saw you last at the Super Bowl. With uh, merging veteran players, we, we, we expanded out to Las Vegas. So we've got a chapter out there now with Randy Couture uh, kind of heading that out, you know, the uh, MMA fighter. and Wow, man, he's um, big time. He's awesome, man. And then we just recently expanded to Chicago, you know. So um, that's the latest one that opened up uh, just, wow, just last month, really. And, you know, in the future locations and chapters, we got uh, New York, Philadelphia, and Atlanta all on the horizon. So it's been really cool. You know, what what, what we're doing with Merging Vets and Players is uh, co-founded it with Jay Glazer, and we're, we're bringing together former professional athletes and combat vets and helping them find purpose once the, once the uh, uniform comes out, you know, and that newfound identity and team and all the all the pieces of the locker room camaraderie and, and uh, you know, that, that feeling like you'll ever do anything as important as you did before, all that stuff that's maybe missing. Um, we're helping these guys and girls uh, find it again. And it's uh, it's just been really cool to, to, to take the journey, man. It's, it's almost three years now, and uh, we've, we've come quite a long way in that short time. How did the how did the idea come up for you in terms of tying these two things together? Well, you know, I mean, I, I did both. Uh, granted, I, I I served a lot longer than I played uh, professional sports, uh, but I can tell you from that short experience, um, the, the the way that we sort of treat one another in the locker room versus the team room in the military, um, the the amount of respect we we have for one another, um, also the you know, just the, the the sort of sacrifice it takes to make it at that level in either of those professions uh, are very similar. You know, when, I'm never going to compare being in a firefight to, you know, running down on the uh, punk coverage or anything. But, you know, it's 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 a very short-lived career often. You know, if, if you're you're lucky. You're lucky if you if you make it to your 30s and you're still playing football and, and, and if you're serving at a very high level, especially um, being in a 
you know, an elite combat arms unit, uh, it's a lot of wear and tear on the body, and it's competitive, and it's tough. So you, you get done, you know, and maybe you're 30 years old, maybe you're 22 years old, and you got so much more life left to live, and it's a, it's a common issue where you feel like you've peaked, you know, and you've uh, you'll never be great again. You'll never be a part of something uh, that powerful and important. And it's really uh, it's it's a challenge, you know. It's it's really hard to deal with that uh, moving forward and try to find that next passion and find something that fulfills you in that way. And and it comes down to a lot of a lot of guys to you know finding a way to serve and fight again for something. And, and we're just facilitating that uh, through, you know, peer-to-peer counseling, through um, workouts together, uh, through just building that community again. I mean, starting out in Los Angeles out here, it's a very disjointed area. Uh, it's tough to find a lot of these veterans, and there's hundreds of thousands of them out here. Um, but once they all realize that there's a, there's a, there's a place they can come, uh, a group they can meet up with, and, and, and it's not only our, you know, group at MVP, but... Um, we're just helping kind of build that uh, branching community. Uh, when they realize that there's options there and that there's, there's hope and that there's a lot of opportunities and there, you can use all these skill sets you built and transfer them into any facet of your life, um, it, it, it's pretty empowering, you know, for everybody. Nate, I work with a lot of young people in junior high and high school, and this generation of kids, uh, one of the struggles that they have is, is – uh, where our generation, you know, we were taught by our parents that you you try, and if you fail, you learn from it, and you keep trying until you get it right. Uh, many of these youngsters today are afraid to try. Rather rather than fail, they just won't do it. Um, and you're right. a guy that, um, you know, had never played organized football before. Uh, and, of course, at the college level, that's, that's absolutely incredible. But you actually learned to long snap as a, uh, for the University of Texas through the Internet. What, what what would you tell young people today that maybe are afraid of going for it uh, about why they should? Well, you know, I was that same person. I did the same thing when I was, uh, I remember being 14 years old and I'd never played football before growing up and I, and I had that opportunity, uh, you know, I'm going head into high school and, you know, I'm playing basketball and baseball and other sports and all that. And I really wanted to play football. It was my favorite, but I was afraid that I wouldn't make it or if I did, I wouldn't be good enough or I wouldn't play and afraid of you know, being embarrassed for that. And I'll tell you what, it's one of the biggest regrets I ever had. And uh, it took 15 years until I was 29 years old to finally say, I'm just going to go for it. And I'm just going to, if I don't make it, I don't make it. The world keeps spinning. The sun's going to rise again tomorrow and I'll find something else. Um, so I, I put all those, I wouldn't even say I put those worries aside. I let them fuel me. I let those fears fuel me to just work harder and not give up and be relentless. And I got an opportunity to try out for the Longhorns, you know, when I was at Texas, and I didn't know anything. I mean, I knew a lot about football, but I didn't know, you know, I didn't know how to backpedal, and I was trying to be a DB. Uh, I didn't know, uh, you know, how to, how to run routes, you know, and I was trying to be a receiver. I was trying to find any way I could on the, just the scout team. Um, but what I did every, during the tryout is I just went as, as hard as I could, 100 miles an hour, you know, in the wrong direction sometimes, given everything I got. And, uh, and, and I just said, you know, I'm just not going to let them cut me, you know. And if they still do after all this, um, then they just don't see, you know, what I could have brought to the team or what I could have brought to the table. And sure enough, they, uh, 
people are inspired by passion. They saw the passion that I had and how hard I was going. They're like, you know what? You know, I at least want this guy in my locker room at a minimum. And uh, so I got, the, you know, I got the opportunity to, to be a part of the team and be on the scout team. And it took a, another year to, you know, learn how to long snap and find a way uh, on the field that way. It was just all about not giving up. You know, you weren't you weren't just going into the military when you made that decision either. You went for it to one of the most elite divisions, uh, you know, uh, special forces. Um, how, how did that experience help you going forward in terms of your confidence? Well, it helped a lot. I mean, it was so much, uh, so much of the belief I had in myself was earned. You know, uh, like it's it, it's not easy to just believe something without feeling like it's true, I guess, like giving yourself a reason to believe it. You can't, you can say all day that you just believe in something. Um, it doesn't mean you actually believe that thing. You know what I mean? And you can say it to yourself. You have to give yourself reasons. Uh, you have to do the work, you know? So that, that means setting manageable goals at first, things that you can accomplish. And then once you reach that goal, you immediately find another one that's a little more challenging, you know, and you kind of just keep, keep raising the bar little by little. And pretty soon when you start to, those little victories become big victories, then you really do believe in You really do have that belief because you've earned it. Um, you know, you've kind of developed grit uh, by putting yourself through some challenging situations. Uh, and that's both physical and mental and, you know, all that stuff. But, um, yeah, you, you got to give yourself – that's something I love to preach to, to young people. Is you, you, you know, you've got to give yourself a reason to believe. You can't just – you can't just believe something um, – for the sake of, of believing it because, uh, you know, you want it to happen so bad and you just, you just, you know, you just sink it uh, purely and you don't take action. You don't do something about it. It doesn't work like that. You've got to gotta fully commit, you know, physically, mentally, spiritually, all that stuff. And once you do that, that's the, that, that's the only time you're, you're, you're going to see true results, when it, especially when it's something that's uh, extremely challenging. Nate Boyer is with us, uh, former Green Beret Special Forces, University of Texas, Seattle Seahawks, and now he has his MVP organization helping these vets. I've heard you say that a lot of people complain, but um, they really they really don't know uh, what it takes to have the right to complain. And um, you understand courage. You understand what it takes to defend our country. What, what would you tell people out there today that, that maybe are a little uh, too free with their opinion um, and, and not willing to back it up? You know, we should have our opinions. We should hold firm to our beliefs. And it's okay to complain. It's okay, right? But if you're not doing something about it, if you're expecting somebody else to fix the problem, you know, or, or you know, the woe is me thing, and the world against me, um, if you have that kind of attitude, you're always going to have that kind of attitude, and you're never going to get anywhere, you know. And, and I feel like anymore, a lot of people in our country – it's like they're just looking for something to blame for why, you know, their life isn't going so great or why they haven't accomplished the things they said they set out to do. Um, and almost in all these situations, there's something that we could do ourselves, you know what I mean, individually to fix that issue, to fix that problem, whether it's a personal one or a public one. Any group, I promise you, we sit around the team room and we just, man, it, it could be leadership, it could be the mission, it could be all this stuff. We will complain about it, but we don't quit. And we, and we know no one's going to fix it. It's up to us. So after we do that, you know, we, we, we focus on how do we solve these problems. We identify them, and there's lots of them, and then we, we work towards solving them. And we work together, sometimes with people that we don't completely agree with, 
whether they're Americans or, you know, from other countries. But we find common ground, and we find a way uh, to work through those problems together and, and make it so that everybody feels like, you know, they count. Nate Boyer, uh, before we let you go, Nate, um, I want to make sure everybody in our audience knows how to support the MVP program if they're interested in knowing more or even uh, donating some money. Uh, MVP, Emerging Vets and Players, we're at vetsandplayers.org. That's B-E-T-S-A-N-D-P-L-A-Y-E-R-S.org. You know, we've recently got the, the NFL on board, and they've, uh, you know, they've, they've made donations. We've had some other great companies and organizations uh, jump on board, but every bit helps, every individual helps. Yeah, they can reach me at, uh, at natefoyer.com. Um, that's my website. You know, you can reach me right through there. Um, just send an email and we'll, uh, we'll connect on it. You need to have Nate Boyer come out because he's very inspirational. He's got an incredible story, and he's going to be inspiring to whoever you want him to talk to. So, uh, Nate, always love having you on Sold Out. Yes, sir. That was awesome. You've been listening to Sold Out Sports Talk with Roman Gabriel III. Our podcasts are available at AFR.net. You can follow Roman on his official website, soldouttv.com, and on Facebook at Roman Gabriel III. We'll catch you next time on Sold Out Sports Talk, your source for faith, family, and sports.